Another episode of our own thing podcast, the platform that urban fiction authors and readers call home. Quarterback in this thing is your player partner, Sid Green, right? And so far, I really enjoyed the urban fiction authors that I've spoken with so far. Y'all don't forget to like and subscribe. Push that button now. Today's episode features an author that's a truly a Jamaican queen, born in Jamaica and moved to the state at the tender age of six. A desire for writing was always within her. So after a successful run in corporate America, she decided to embark on a lifelong dream. We got her here today to discuss her latest debut novel, My Mama Was My Pimp. Y'all give it up for Terry Ann Amberson. How you feeling today, Queen? Thanks for coming through. Thank you for inviting me. How you doing? Everything's lovely. I can't complain. I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, platform or not, but our own thing was created to highlight the urban fiction author and, you know, push the genre forward, right? Yes. And um, so I won't hold you, you know what I'm saying? Let the viewers know your story, what you represent, and your journey to get to this point. So um, my name is Tarian, as you stated, and... Um, my goal is to be a writer. Now, this book here, My Mama Was My Pimp, is my first book. And I felt compelled to write it because it's loosely based on a true story of someone who I knew when I was the tender age of 14. I say tender because I was tender. But the, as I speak about my friend, and I do call her friend, this is someone who I met through um, my best friend who was her cousin. At the age of 14, all of us was 14. We used to skip school and go to her house. At the time, she had a one-year-old. She was already a mother at the age of 14, living with her mother. And the story started one day when I wa- we walked into the house, and her mother said to us, hey, you guys want some pizza? We was like, yeah. My friend was like, no, we good. And, me and my other friend was like, oh, no, we want some pizza, girl. What's wrong with you? Not knowing what was going to happen, you know? So as... A couple minutes later, a grown man, I can still picture him to this day, know exactly, as I said, if I see him on the street, I wouldn't know who he is, but in my mind, he's he's imprinted in my head forever. He walked in with the pizza, handed the pizza to her mother, and my 14-year-old friend and this grown man walked into her bedroom together. A few minutes later, not even a few minutes, a few seconds later, he wind out the room and rushed out the house. And her mother said, what happened? And she said to the mother, well, he was scared because they here. And so her mother started fussing and carrying on. We didn't know what was going on, me and my other friend, because this is not something we look up to 
at the time, we still didn't know what was going on until a few days later when her and her mom got into a little conflict. And then she started, we walked out the house with her because she was upset. And while we were walking down the street, she started confessing to us that her mother was actually prostituting her and her younger sister, who her sister was 13. And her, at 13, her sister was pregnant. Um, and we started hearing stories. She started telling us different stories as time passed, how her mother would have a, a boyfriend. And if her mother had a boyfriend, her mother would her, make her and her younger sister sleep outside because she didn't want her messing with her boyfriend. Which was ridiculous. How you can you choose a man over your fourteen and thirteen year old child? And if a, if you were scared that your man gonna sleep with your thirteen and fourteen year old child, that ain't a man you need to have around. Period. And, you know, we call it that child molester here. So, and this was this was in Fort Lauderdale. You know, in the United States. I hear people like to say this don't happen here. It happens. It happened here. Um, she passed away a few years, a while ago, and I had not heard from her in a long time, but her cousin, who, who and I still, we connect, and we connect, and she told me, oh, such and such is sick, and again, in the book, I changed everybody's name, and that's why you say loosely based on the true story, because everyone's name is changed, certain things are changed in there, not to, not to give her the identification, her mother, as well as anyone else in there, so, um, about a couple months before she passed away, when I first she was sick, I, I reached out to her uh, with her um, with the cousin on the phone, and I had a conversation with her. And she said to me, she said, T, I'm I'm, I'm going to make it through. I'm, 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 God ain't going to let me um, leave my baby behind. And the way how she sounded, I felt I felt like she was going to get through it, right? Because she had, mm-hmm. and my, my girl had changed her life around, had dedicated, gave her life to God. She was not because prostitution was a life that was forced upon her. It was not a life that she wanted for herself. It was something right. that was on, on a, by her drug abusive, drug abusive and addicted mother because she was right. abusive as well. And so when she said that, I, I was like, oh, yeah, she's going to make it. I could hear it in her voice. And um, her family was like, she's really sick. She's sick. But I was like, oh, no. Nah. And the next thing I heard... And I only spoke to her that one time. Um, you know, sometimes we make life get some take us over. Sometimes we just have to make sure that we reach out to people, especially when you hear stuff like that. And sometimes right. I blame myself for that. But I heard she then I, my they reached out to me and said maybe like a month or two later they said T she passed away, and my heart broke. And I feel like even though I wrote this book years after she passed away, even started it, I felt like she was telling somebody to write her story because she, not only was she kind, not only was she a sweetheart, not only did she keep a smile on her face even when she was going through the worst. You know, she was. She, people like to judge people because they see the certain lifestyle they do and they don't know how they got there, right? right? So, but she was one of the sweetest people you could speak to. I remember. And, Back in the days when, you know, we were kids and because she had a child, she had food stamp card. We'd go into the store and she'd be like, y'all, y'all get something to eat. I, I, I'm going to pay for you with my food. But through all of that, she was she would still take care of you if she if she can. And I know if she was here today, she'd make a difference and change with what she was going through. Because she had turned her life over. Really. No doubt. Mm-hmm. So may, may she rest in peace. Rest in peace to her. Mm-hmm. Yes, um. Right, we asked a series of questions, right? 
Yeah. What was it that convinced you to step up and pen this novel? I think it was her telling me to write it. And people might say they didn't because it just kept coming back to me, right? And I've right. always wanted to write. Writing was always something that I wanted to do ever since I was a child. Um, but And I wrote a couple of things, but nothing completely. Nothing completely. I start stuff and then I go back to stuff I started. started. But this was the one that I completed. And even now I'm still writing, so I'm writing something else. But I felt like this, I had to complete this to start other, to complete other stuff. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I can feel that. When did this desire for writing start? Was it something you felt in Jamaica or did you acquire it here in the States? I feel like I acquired it here in the States. I always had a, and people might be like, oh, that girl crazy. But I always used to come up with little, little stuff, especially if I watch like soap operas, and I, I was raised by my grandmother who watched all kinds of soap operas, and I used to come up with the show ideas, come up with stuff. So I felt like it started here. I, I was six when I was in Jamaica, so I don't really remember too much of that time frame. Mm-hmm. Does leaving corporate America means you are a full-time writer now? I haven't left corporate America, but my and I don't know if I will ever be a full time writer because again, you, sometimes with writing you, as you know, you're a writer, right? Sometimes you have right. to feel. It. So writing is not something I can do every day. Even with this one, it took me a couple of years because I put stuff down, and then as I remember stuff, I pick up the paper. And I always tell people when you when I hear a couple of friends of mine say they want to write. Writing begins with just start writing. Even if it don't make no sense to you, start writing, just putting stuff on paper. So um, it would always be something that I will always do. One day, hopefully, I can retire off of it or leave corporate America. But right now, I'm still in corporate America as I write. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what's up. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's address the elephant in the room. I witnessed mm-hmm. this on multiple occasions, so I know it's a real thing. Did the title of your novel provoke a reaction or the reaction you anticipate? It provoked, especially for my mother, right? <laughs> Look at the book. My mama was my pimp. <laughs> no, I she wasn't. Was... What is you talking about? <laughs> exactly. How you know? And she was like, you need... She Because originally when I told her about the book, I didn't really tell her the name. And so when she saw it, like people would, some of my family members reached out to her from my post on social media and they were like, Judith, my mother name is Judith, what did you do to her? It was like, my mother, <laughs> so one day I get a phone call in the middle of the work day. I get a phone call. <laughs> she said to me, what kind of topic is this? You know, mama, this is just Jamaican. This is just Jamaican lady, right? Uh-huh. What kind of topic is this? I don't know. You ain't telling people that I pimped you out. I never <laughs> did such a thing. I was like, it's not about you. It's writing from a perspective that perspective that Okay, so I did write it in a third person, so I probably should have said her mama was her pimp. But the reaction when I originally started writing the book, I was writing it as a first person. But as my, I spoke to my editor, she was like, you probably need to change this to a third person, right? Writing as a third person. But I just kept the title because when I was, I just kept the title because I thought the title was catchy, you know? And that's what it was. Her mama was a pimp. 
And I said, truly and fully in social media, I mentioned that the person who is stories about passed away, because I always say rest in peace to her. Don't mention her name. Obviously, I'm still alive. Right. <laughs> so, and then my, my mother, I, and I just, Very you know, I much. just want to make sure she know that this is not about me. It's about someone I know. My mother was a strict Jamaican woman. Remember, I said I skipped school and went over her house. It right. wasn't doing that. That wasn't happening. And then she didn't know nothing about the story until years, until a couple of years ago when I started putting the pen to paper and writing it. She didn't know I used to skip school and go over there. She didn't. She's never met the young lady that I, that I wrote the book about because, as a Jamaican mother, sometimes and my mother was raised and went to school in the Caribbean, so sometimes they could have a little bit of and judgmental about them. So, and she was. Um, the person who the book is about, I called her a friend. You know, you have people you say you're associate. She was my friend for real. So okay. I didn't want nobody to put their judgment on her because this was a life that was not something she chose to do. Again, it was something she was she was forced into. So I know that my mother would have judged her based on something she was forced to. And maybe she wasn't, maybe she, maybe, maybe I didn't give her credit because eventually when I told her about the story, she was like, oh man, you know, I, I hate that she even had to go through that. So maybe she would have sympathized with her and I just didn't give her that credit that she might would have sympathized with this young lady. But she was my friend for real and I didn't want her to, to judge my friend at the time. Mm -hmm. I got you. Domestic violence, uh, drug addiction, prostitution, and a host of other are issues often overlooked. Why do you make it your focal point to shed light on these matters? Because it shouldn't be overlooked, right? Why should those, why should, because right now, like I look at, um, my, my family's Jamaican. I look at a lot of the Jamaican cleaner where kids are, where little girls are being, uh, disappearing. When I did my research on this book, I was researching to see other countries where kids were forced into prostitution. I read somewhere where a lady forced her daughter into prostitution in another country because um, she needed money to start a business and she just needed $500 in a businessman. So she gave her 14-year-old daughter to a businessman to have sex with to start a business that the business did not last. So I put the focus on stuff, prostitution, domestic violence, because it needs to be on there, right? It needs to be shown that kid. this, still, this happened to, to someone years ago and sometimes it's still probably happening today, right? Yeah, and and that's why I put the focus on that because if anything, I want a, a child to say, you know, I, I, a child is to to not be forced, a, child, a woman to know, oh, oh man, because man get beat too, man to know that it's a woman to know that it's not okay for somebody to beat them, it's not okay for the the drug abuse, you know, because the mom was a drug abusive woman. This is this is not okay, and that's why I put the focus in my in my book. No way do I highlight that this was a, a glamorous life, or or this was something that I made sure I put in there the truth. This was something she was forced into. This was something that she didn't want. This was something that she eventually left because you know this wasn't for her. I have the people that know you and your career path embrace your transition, as far as writing your first novel. You know what? Some of the people who I thought wouldn't definitely, because even though, like I said, my mom, she bought a copy of the book out of herself. 
And she was, and my mom is a hard, this hard, that's a big mom. They're, they're proud of the, the position I've made. I've had one of my great aunts who is in her 70s call me up and say, Terri-Ann, I'm about to buy your book. I am so happy for you that you did this. And I was like, and she's a Christian woman in the church. Ever since I've known her, she's always been in the church. But I've always known her as an open-minded person, too. She's never been that church lady to judge people who sometimes can be. She's never been that person. I grew up in the church, you know, when I was younger. So a lot of people have embraced me. Now, some of them had questions because of the title, of course. Right, right, right. And even if it was my story, right? Why, if I did, why, even if it was my story, why not? Why not write about it? Why not? Why couldn't I talk about it, right? Why couldn't I bring it up? It's a story to tell. A lot of people write their own story. That doesn't mean that they, even if my friend was alive today, if she turned her life over, that she's not trash. She's still a human being. Right, she's still right, able to go right. out there and do it, right? She's not throwing away. <laughs> she shouldn't be. Nobody should be thrown away because of their past. You know, so yeah. I agree. I think we all have a past. L yes. That's for sure. Um since publishing your first novel, how has that changed your writing process? Um, since it's changed, I because of at first I didn't think I could do it, right? Because I got I, I told you I, I hired an editor who was hard on me. She pushed me back, she pushed Back, she was like, "This is not good. This is not good. This is not good." That's why it took me five years. But as I, I had someone today call me and say, "Hey, T, I read your book. It's good." I took classes. I I watched some YouTube stuff, but I took in-house classes where I actually went to learn, not like college. I took writing classes, actually learning how to write a book because my editor told me that this is something that I needed to need it because I. She said, you can write, but you can't write a book because it's different, right? So my writing process has changed because I've learned. I've learned what I should be doing, how I should be expressing. Now, I'm not going to be perfect. I still probably need an editor with my next book, and I'm going to get an editor. I'm probably going to use the same one because she was awesome. A black, My black sister was a great, and I shot her out sometimes on my um, Instagram page as well. Um, but it's just helped me to focus. It helped me to know what I need to put in there. It help. It also helps me to to move it. Now, some you you're always gonna have that point where you stuck, right? You're never gonna. You they call it writer's block. You don't have that writer's block, but at least I have a little idea how to write a book. I, I wrote three hundred thirty-two pages. <laughs> three hundred thirty-two. Oh, yeah. most definitely. Three hundred thirty-three. It was worth. It was definitely worth it. The time. The time, it was definitely worth it. How do you come up with the material you write about? <clears throat> a lot of it has come from true events, right? And I sometimes I might add to it or might, um, you know, I make sure I change everybody's name. But sometimes, and as they say, the best thing you can write about is something that you've seen or you've done. You know, that's the best thing to see. Um, I, I'm not... So I, I wish I could do like the Harry Potter stuff, but you know that would be awesome if that's something I could do those imagination. But most of that stuff comes from something I've seen or people's stories, you know. Yeah. yeah. Do you try to be original or get a readers what what they want? I want to 
I can I I want to write what interests me, and hopefully the readers will pick up on that too, right? Because we a lot of people we're different, but we're not too far fetched on, right? Do uh, do I am do I think this is interesting? Of course, I want the readers to love it, but I, I you know what interests me? I can't really write about something that don't interest me because then it probably won't come out right because it's not something I'm interested in. Right Being a first time published author, do you read your book reviews? How do you deal yes. with bad or good ones? Yes, I I read my book reviews. Um, I've read a couple of them on Amazon. I, right now, I'm a five star on Amazon, so most of them have been good. I haven't really had the, the only negative feedback I really had from my editor was that she didn't like this book cover, so that's why I changed it to to this one, as okay. you see. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and you know. And even then, my editor gave me a lot of bad feedback at the beginning. I'm glad I was able to, to get an editor right because um, I want that. Yeah, I feel like it is. When I see people who say, oh, I've I seen a few YouTube, oh, you don't need an editor. I was like, no, yeah, you need one. You need one. Yeah. So uh, uh, I welcome the feedback, right? Because even with pictures and people telling me that they didn't like this book cover, right? It's it's necessary sometimes because you know what to improve on. You know what people like and what they don't like. Because some, even though I want the book to be original, I also want the book to be presentable to my to my audience or whoever come along. No doubt. Now that you are part of the literary industry, is it what you expected or the complete opposite? Um. It, it's somewhat what I expected and then somewhat, you know, I, I see what I expected is like stuff like this. I want to do the podcast, want to talk to people who, who are generally interested in this topic. But then when some of the times you hear, you know, people reaching out to you for to certain things that I'm like, you know, I'm a first time author, you know, just, you know, you know, if you've given me positive perspective feedback, Back, I'm okay with that. But things that they're reaching out to me on, I feel like I don't know what your thoughts on that are. You know, just certain things people inbox me. Yeah. You know. Okay. Your debut novel is out. Give the viewers a yes. brief synopsis of what to expect from my mama with my pen. Mm. Well, so this is a this book is um, a trauma. Um, a child, a child who had to be a woman, who had to be a woman before she was supposed to be a woman, right? She had right. to turn into then overcoming all the obstacles that was in her way and becoming stepping up because of the child that she had at such a young age, stepping up because of that child and because she wanted to be better. She overcame what she what what no everyone probably counted her out, but she overcame it. But eventually, you know, she did pass away, which, again, death is promised to everyone. But before she passed away, she gave she turned her life around. And, and let me tell you that 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 son that she had and people probably could have counted him out, too. And remember, she had a child, a young that young man took his butt to college and, and did what he had to do for himself. Salute to that young man. So uh, someone who just had to, she felt like she had to make it for her baby. And I feel like that's what she did. She made it for him, but then she passed the torch on. And then now he's making it for her, you know? That's what's up. There you have it. 
Sound like one of those touching ones right there, too. Yeah, this is a very touching story, very compelling. And it does feature her and her younger sister as well, because she's went through some stuff as well, you know. But the story is mostly on her because she was really the one that I focused on. Um, and, you know, just read it. Read a child who had to be a, a grown woman before her time. Read about a child who decided that she wanted more for herself, and she got that. You know, she did that. Hey, we've come to the end of our own thing, and I'd like to thank our guest Terry Ann Ambersley for coming through. Share your social media handles with the viewers interested in following you on social media or purchasing a book. Okay, my social media. I'm all all things social media. Terry Ann, the writer. My um, link is also in my Instagram and my Facebook social media, my TikTok, everything. I'm Terry Ann, the writer. That's T E R R Y A N N, the writer. Before we get out of here, <clears throat> let them know what to be looking for in the future from you. Well, my, I, I, I have a book that I'm trying to work on now. It might take me a little while, but it's. Um, it's based on uh, someone I used to work with who was married to a, a preacher and he was not, he was not the best of a person. <laughs> and I used to work with her. So the, that, that, wife or something. <laughs> the, 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 the beaten preacher man. Uh, <laughs> don't you know? I told you. I told you. I, my stuff be a little out there, you know. I don't. I don't I'm not write the normal love story. But she did fall in love with somebody else, not the preacher man. Well, she was. She. I mean, he was her husband, but you know, he at you know one time. So yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm working on now, and that might take me a little while as well. Because, um, but I want to make sure it's right. And again, that's loosely based on a true story as well. So, mm -hmm. there it is. Be on the <laughs> yeah. for Terry Ann, y'all. She got something to say. That'll I do got it something for this to say. Episode. Yeah, most definitely. <clears throat> Thanks, Terry Ann, and the viewers. Don't forget thank to you. like, comment, and subscribe. The next time, it's Bill. One. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Bye bye.